Hello everyone, welcome to Helpline 3, I'm Terry Simmons. Today we're talking with Gayla Gunter and Kelly Cedars of Lanyap Home Care. We'll be taking your calls throughout the show, so please feel free to ask any questions you have about home care or specifically about Lanyap Home Care. The number to call is 318-219-4569 and you'll see it across the bottom of your screen throughout the show. So thank you so much for being here again. We really look forward to talking to you about more about Lanyap Home Care and home care in general and what you do for the community. So we've got a great show lined up and I'm sure everybody has questions too. So yes. Gayla, let's start with you. Let's talk about what home care actually means. What okay. is that? Well, home care is skilled services that are provided by uh, professionals in your home. So we have registered nurses, licensed professional nurses. We have um, physical therapists and their uh, therapy assistants. We have occupational therapy and their assistants. We have speech therapists. We have social workers available who are there to assist the patients in identifying uh, community resources. Uh, we get a lot of patients that they, they have needs that they have you know limited resources with family or things like we assist with getting meals on wheels at home to have these meals delivered to these patients every day. So those things are the social worker can identify to get in the home. Then we also have short-term aid services when you've had surgery and you're not able to get into the to the bathtub safely. They can come, they can help you get in, get out, help you bathe, and do those kind of things until you're able to regain some of your independence and perform those safely on your own. So it's an amazing service, you know. Uh, most of this, the referrals we get are, are for skilled nursing, physical, occupational, and speech therapy. So that's the majority of the services that we provide on a daily basis. Oh, good to know. You know, sometimes when we talk, you hear something like home care, it's too general of a term. But I think with you and what we're talking about, home care is exactly what it says. It's just yes. home care. Everything that you could possibly need from skilled services to something general, yeah. temporary, long-term, it's really incredible. Yeah. And I love everything that you've brought here. So Kelly, tell us a little bit about what you do and how much how Lanyap serves the community too. Yeah. So um, with me, I go to all the doctor's offices. I go to nursing homes um, and we just help. You know, some people there, they're lonely or they have a whole lot of family that may live out of state. So sometimes nursing homes and the activities, that's their way of, you know, communicating and hanging out. So we come up with different activities to do with them. We may do a bingo. We may have some type of little arts and craft for them to do. And that's our way of just giving our time to them and just, you know, providing services to them. Um, we also, in the community, we have a, a race coming up on May the 4th, Lanyap. It's a run for your life, and it's with St. Jude's. And I think Ms. Gala just told me, I think we've already raised 68000 to St. Jude's uh, research. So um, May 14th is going to be in Alexandria. And so that's just one of the things that we can do to get in the community. Uh, we just participated in Natchitoches in a health fair called Save a Leg, Save a Life. Um, so we go to all the different... Uh, um, Council on Aging's. We have health fairs there as well where we go um, and again all the community comes and we just kind of educate them, let them know what sets us apart from other home health and what services that we provide. That is wonderful. So not only do you bring community into the home so people don't feel isolated, you're out in the community mm -hmm. raising funds, bringing awareness through Lanyap Home Care, yeah. which is such a service. And it's very important to us to be involved in the community. We all live in the communities that we serve. So we like to be very active in the, the different organizations and, you know, raise community awareness. Um, there's a lot of times we do things that, you know, it doesn't really even benefit home care services, but it's our way of giving back, you know, to um, promote 
the well-being of all those that live in our communities. And, and let's talk about it really quickly right now too. Even if you never use home care, you don't need it, you don't know anyone, home care, your community and what you do providing this service in the community is such a great awareness it is. of what you do for the community. It, it, it definitely is. It's, you know, I've been in home care now 27 years this wow. past February. So um, I've seen things grow and evolve through the years, but it has been a vital part of the community of the um, in the health needs of our patients. Um, as time changes, the predictions say that home care is going to become even more critical and used even greater extents as the age population ages and things. And it's changed so much over the years where we used to you had patients for years, but it's now our, you know, we get in the home and we work with their physicians and we identify what their barriers are to improving their health and being able to be independent in the home and function on their own as much as possible safely and we get in there we identify that and then we start working towards that and our whole goal is to get in get you independent take care of yourself or your family to be able to take you um, to the next level and and be well be at your best level of health and then we we exit out of the home until you have another need that arises for us to come back in your home so it's an amazing service. It's my passion, as you can probably tell. I, I love home care. I love what it stands for. Um, I've benefited from it on my family side, my mother, my grandmother. Um, so it, and my grandmother was my first experience with it. And that's kind of what sparked my interest of, I can do this. And I got into home care and case management all those years ago and, and just worked my way up. And I, I love it. Uh, actually, we um, had a patient that needed to be admitted this week. I said, we didn't have a nurse available at that time. And the doctor's like, we need them admitted today. I said, I tell you what, I'll go admit that patient for you. So I just told him to get me a nursing bag, get me a tablet, because <laughs> we're all computerized. I said, I'm going to go to that patient's home. And I absolutely loved it. I stayed there a little longer than normal because I sat there and visited and, and you know, and talked with them. But it was amazing. And it felt good to get back into the homes and, and see the impact that our nurses are making every day in these patients' lives. That is the most beautiful story and it's so true and so heartfelt and you're right I think compassion and passion is really one of the key factors to home care and I get 27 years congratulations <laughs> so you. what was so it was because of your grandmother yeah so I, what was I your loved job I loved um, the, what they were being able to come in and do for her and I was a new nurse at that time and and I was working in the hospital setting and then I had a small son he was um, he was three when I went into home care and they were like you know you come into home care it, it fits better family life I wasn't working 12-hour shifts in the hospital I wasn't working weekends at that time you know so it, when coming into home care, I had a Monday through Friday job and I was off on the weekends and I was home in the afternoons to cook supper and, you know, and be there for him. So I was like, you know, providing this care in, in an, an environment that the patients are the most vulnerable in, then their homes, um, it just, it was just such an amazing thing to me and seeing how well they, you know, helped my grandmother. I was like, and we kept her at home for many more years than would have ever been possible without the services of home care. So it was just like, that's where I need to be. So I, I transitioned <laughs> over. So you came into it as a nurse. I did. So what would you say to someone watching, maybe a young viewer or someone who wants to trans in, transition into a new career and they're very interested in home care? How would someone go about that if well, they're not already skilled at something? If they just want to get involved, what should they do? Well, they, they need to contact us. We actually do have openings right now. Ah. We're hiring, uh, we're growing, we're trying to uh, staff those needs and, and be ready to take even more patients. But you know, um, 
I always tell everybody kind of, you know, talk to someone you know. I'm always willing to talk to anybody. I've had people call me at home after hours. They've come by the office. We, we do never, we never mind talking with them. So I would say reach out to someone. Find out a little bit more about home care, what we do, um, and, and see, I always say, you know, it's not a fit for everybody. Um, some people, they're, they're not comfortable outside the hospital or clinic setting. And, and that's why everybody has their own part to play in the role of nursing and in healthcare. So I would always advise them to go talk to someone you know, if possible, you know, and just get a feel for it. Um, most we find that come into home care, they love home care. They develop relationships with their patients and the families, and then even after they pass, the families are still in contact with them. So it's, to me, you know, in the hospital, you treat those patients and then they move on home and you're on to the next patient, where we're in their more longer extended periods, and we do, um, form those relationships and like you said while ago compassion is critical even in healthcare anything you you need to have a sense of compassion you know and and be driven to help these patients be become better you know feel their very best and that is key because I always say it's it's not just a job for us it is a ministry it is how we can touch people's lives and give back to them and help them in a time that they're just not at their best you know so we work with them and um, form these relationships and Kelly, we, we love we love home care. We do, and that's kind of coming off of what Ms. Gayla is saying. We're local, you know, so everybody that knows Lanyap, they know who we are, you know, and people are more, you know, prone to, you're going to take that nurse that you know because you know that nurse, I know she's going to give me that level of care. So, I mean, like I said, we have an office in Winfield, we have an office in Natchitoches, Alexandria, and Marksville. So we're not this big, big company. We're very local and we have we use local people you know all of our nurses our therapists a lot of people like oh i know this person works for lanya i want lanya home care because i know that person and i know they're going to give me that extra level of care right because it is very personable like it you is. mentioned the vulnerability yeah. not only you're at your most vulnerable because you need care just in general but you get to stay home but then the thing is someone is coming into your home right where it is vulnerable to let someone in you may not have ever met before yeah. but there's such a level of trust that's already built with lanyap i can feel that already probably because it is local oh yeah and we're yeah. like one big family i mean uh heather our administrator and shelby uh we talk to each other even after work you know <laughs> like just land yet we give that family feel and uh just being workers we have that family bond and we like to give that to our patients as well and we can feel that too and i'm sure like when someone is ill they'd rather have a family member and i'm sure the family feels better because they feel your family connection and you're coming in extending that family feel taking care of a loved one right yes makes all the difference in the world that's true yeah it's, it's it's critical to you know them in that time it really is so tell us more about the community that you feel like with, with the events and and do you ever need help with the events putting together the events is there volunteers or how does that work out in the community with well you? some so um in Natchitoches um we have the Northwestern uh campus we have Northwestern College and so their student nurses there the ones that are in clinicals just this recent health fair that I went to um their nursing students came to my table and they helped take patients blood pressures they checked their glucose they were checking um, their heart rate they were doing everything we had a log and we can write it down for them so a lot of the health fairs uh, it's very community even all the other marketers for the other home health we're friends as well so we all help each other out we look after each other um, but everybody's just one big we help each other um, like I was saying um, the 
nursing students, they come, um, some of the doctors, some of the physical therapists from the hospital, everybody, we all just kind of help each other out. You know, that says a lot too. It's not only just a family together, but you have that family network of doctors and specialists. Like yes. you know the skilled people that you're sending to the home, that are going to the home. It's a big, broad family yes. of network skilled care, right? It, it is, it really is. You know, and you think about this, Patients are discharged sooner now with the way our culture has become. So they're coming home and they're not as healthy as they were years past when they came to home here. So we get a lot of variety of patients, you know. Some of these patients we get, they, they have pick lines and they're on antibiotics for, some we've had them up like three, three months worth of antibiotics and things like that. Um, one of the big things that I say is home care helps is when we, we help with that transition from the hospital setting. Those social workers communicate to us on a daily basis when they start make that referral to us and keep us posted on this is what's going on, this is the anticipated discharge date. Um, they begin to send the paperwork over so we kind of have an idea before they get there of the needs of this patient and if we see um, that possibly they're going to need um, a hospital bed or a wheelchair we start that process in the beginning when we know ahead of time of hey we're going to need to help them get this in the home so we kind of bridge that gap as well because Kelly had talked about the the ability to bridge gaps is that we bridge that gap as well of identifying those needs and even sometimes when they first get home we're like okay we need this so we begin to reach out to other resources, the DME providers and, and things of that nature to get that as quickly as possible into the home, you know, to also foster that independence and that ability to heal in the home. So it's, it's a big network. We communicate with our doctors all the time. We work with awesome doctors in all the areas and they're very good about, you know, taking our calls, their staff. So we're always keeping them posted on what's going on with their patients. Um, I never want them to say, well, you know, they never kept me informed. I didn't know anything what was going on right. with my patient. So we're very big on that. Um, and that's one thing, you know, were surveyed by the state and by the Department of Health. And that's one thing they've always said to us when they've come in because we maintain deficiency-free surveys. And they will say, you're very big on the communication that you provide to your staff and to the doctors. And so that's key. Communication is key. Everybody being on the same page, knowing what's going on with that patient, what's that patient's needs and communicating it to the doctor and then following the orders that he you know, calls back with, um, it's just, it's a cycle. It's a cycle it, of care. It, it is, and you've hit on two of the most important things, as you know, communicating with compassion and through compassion, because um, you do this all the time. You can foresee what someone's going to need. So you can yeah. come in and look at things that the family, that maybe it's the first time they've ever had anyone needing this, and they don't really know. They think they know. We, need, we know how to take care of someone in our right. own home, but they might. you might see things. You have service that come in, and people look around who know ahead of time what to look for, like rugs and, and things true. to do that's going to help. We yeah. We get those calls all the time. Uh, a few of friends of ours, of mine, they may call Kelly, my mom. She's coming. I don't. I don't know what we need. I don't even know the process. What do I need to do? And if I don't have the answer, I'll call Miss <laughs> Gala. I'll call. Hel I will get that answer to you. But just like what we were saying, I mean, we always try to communicate. And if I don't have the answer. I'm going to find out and we'll tell you everything, the process, what you need, and we'll help you. We'll give you that resource to help you find and get what you need. Yeah, and you know, 
when we go into the home for an admission visit, um, we have our orders. We know, you know, a, a little history of the patient. But um, a lot of patients, they don't understand what to expect. If they've never had home care, they don't under expect, expect that we're going to be in there for a little bit of time <laughs> when we first come to see you. It, you're doing great if you can get in and out in an hour. <laughs> you're doing well. But we come in and what we do is, you know, introduce ourselves, introduce our services. We provide a folder and handbook to the patient. It has all kinds of resources in there for the community. It has education on safety in there, uh, their rights that they need to be aware of as, as a patient. So we go through all that with them. We keep it in the home. It has a log that they can, we monitor all their vital signs, make notes on it, and they can take that to the physician with them. But when we go into the home, we're not only assessing that patient, we're, in, we're assessing the environment. Uh, are there barriers to the, the home that we need to work with? Sometimes um, we, we say, how do you get in and out of your tub to identify, can they do that safely? Do they need occupational? therapy to come in and work with them or do they need the aid short term to help them with that we may find they don't have a bench seat uh, they may not have grab bars those are the kind of things that we can say this would enhance your safety and we're going to need to work with you to be able to get these things in the home uh, we look at all their medications we make sure that there's no um, that it matches what the physician has them ordering and if there's any discrepancies we begin that communication back to the doctor okay they have this medication in the home but it's not on your medication list do you want this patient taking that? And so we begin the education process. We do a head to toe assessment. We make sure they have no wounds. You know, a lot of times a diabetic, um, they lose sensation right. in their feet, especially. Um, some are really bad about not wanting to wear their shoes all the time. So we always pull those socks off that little lady this week. I was like, I've got to see your feet. You know, you <laughs> wanna make sure that they don't have, they maybe have stepped on something and they're not aware that they have a little cut that can really become a big problem over time with diabetes. So we teach them, look at your skin. You see anything abnormal, let us know. Um, to, you know so it's a, it's a complete head to toe. We get a full assessment of vital signs, you know, see where our baseline is, where they you know, at, and so that we can monitor for any changes as we go through the process at each visit and notify the doctor of maybe, hey, their, their blood pressure is rising, it's creeping up, or their blood sugars are not really under control, and this is the levels that they're running. So it's a, it's a process, and like you've said, with the, the rugs and the things on the floor you go in you start seeing quick you're gonna fall if we don't make you know move that rug out of the way get no skid rugs you know they get a little funny about you doing that kind of thing but it's the way you present it to them of this is for your safety we we want to prevent you from having a fall that would result in an injury to have you back into the hospital and prolong your care you know so yeah. it's it's a process and then we Every, the visits after their shorter duration, the nurses go in, um, you know, ed, begin that edu true education process deeply, you know, further in of what's going on. And talking about the education, one thing I think I mentioned last call was that we have care kits. Um, that sets us apart from some of our competitors and it's one way that we use to um, educate our patients. So the one I brought today is on congestive heart failure. Oh. So it comes in a nice little bag that they can carry in um, and it has so many different resources in this folder that's available for available for the patients. The nurses will take these at each visit and they have all these handouts inside this folder that they begin talking to that patient about. And it's letting them know about their diet, about congestive heart failure. What is it? How does it affect your body? What are the complications that occur? What do you need to be aware of? And there's so many different things. We have a log book. Uh, they get a scale and we teach them to weigh every day. And if you have a variation and you see you're gaining weight, um, you let us know so that we can prevent them 
from progressing in an exacerbation of congestive heart failure and potentially ending back up in the hospital with that. Mm -hmm. So they log it and our nurses can look at this log book and again they, this is one they can take into the, the hospital um, or to the doctor's office and, and show what their weights have been doing. Um, so there's many little things. We have one that they can put on their fridge. It's magnetic and we put it on and it's like when when do I call the doctor? This is my heart alert. Um, take and it says reminder. Take your medications. Different things like that. Um, we also give them a magnet that's got our phone numbers on it and we always say call us. Call us at any time. You know with congestive heart failure managing your fluid is important not to you know exacerbate the fluid overload so we give them this uh, measuring cup and we teach them about you know watching how much you're intaking um, into your body and and that's really important because sometimes yeah. you think you're drinking more than you are and this really is a sense of accomplishment correct they can really keep and they can be proud and tell you this is how much I've had today this is what I'm drinking that's really all yeah. this is so useful especially that so what else it is so you know because you can get over you can get dehydrated as well as getting too much fluid mm -hmm. you can get too little uh, we give them an electronic blood pressure cuff so all they have to do is slip wow. it on push a button and we teach them to log that as well so that we know where their blood pressure is sitting between visits you know some people have white coat, coat syndrome you know the nurse comes there all anxious and True. the blood pressure goes up and just like when you go to the doctor's office it's usually higher than what you normally baseline at home because yeah. you get a little nervous about and it, it. Is something they can do too they, they know you're coming and they can do it beforehand yeah and then even if they're at home and some they know that they're about to have you know an assessment or a visit they can do it and then wait yeah. and do it then too they can really monitor all during the day they and, can and other family can. members can use this while they're yeah in I, I, well, and we it. have some that do they they love it but yeah. it, i mean it's just and you know filling very up, nice not everybody needs a medic planner but it's there if we need to teach them you know and that's a, using these medic planners is a good way to monitor med compliance yeah, we right. know if there's missing pills they took them and if they're still in here what yeah. happened here yeah so you let's know. hold that up Medi planner. Yeah. that's like for your pills yeah. that tells you and you've got four four times a day some people take pills four times a day right. and then for a whole week at a time and we can teach them how to feel this so that they can keep up because sometimes you'll say you know even at me and I sometimes I'll say well did I take my vitamin this morning but you by keeping them in their pet medi planner they know well I've already taken that for the day and then your noon med I gotta take my noon medicine before you yeah lunch. and don't you feel this helps in a lot of ways with your oh, medications because it does it does take the stress out of it it does take the guessing out of it it does it makes you feel good have it all in there you just pop open that you know that Monday morning one and you know you've taken it and if you forget you back and look and you know you took it so it takes a lot of the focus off of the medication it's just something you do let the medication do its work and you're not focusing yeah. on it yeah. those some are really of our helpful. providers they didn't know that we can actually educate the patients and help them manage their medicines we that's one of the things that we do we help them manage and we'll give them one of these and that way they can keep up and like you said it takes away the guessing takes away did I take that pill today I don't know if I did or not so right yeah. because you know it gets a little overwhelming sometimes some of these patients have multiple disease processes going on and they have so I've seen some patients have nearly 30 medications that they need to take on a daily basis so we really work through with them to make sure they understand all their medications know why they're taking that what they need to be aware of for the potential side effects that would be important to notify us and so that we can let the doctor know that's going on um, so we that is a big component of what we do we always teach on medications I, I always ask my staff to begin that process at the very beginning on your admit visit 
when you're going through and you're writing those medications down to put on the plan of care orders, you're asking the patient, hey, do you, this is so-and-so. Do you, can you tell me why you take this? Start getting a baseline of their knowledge level too to know what they need to and what they understand. Some patients like, yeah, that's my, that's my pill for my heart. Uh -huh. And I take it to help make sure I don't have any fluid. Um, and then some like, no, I'm not quite sure why I take that. They just order that and I just take it. So we were like, well, this is why you take this medication and this is how it works and this is why we want you to, you know, take it when you're neat, when the time is to take it. So. Yeah, and it's more of your communication that you do because don't yeah. you think it's, it's, it's good in a way to always assess periodically whether you're the patient or you're the family member or you're the, the caregiver to come in and look at all of that. It's a really yeah. good visual to see all of the medications because like you said, some could be taking 30 pills and sometimes if you're feeling a little off, it's a good time to reassess and look at what you're taking and if something needs to be modified or something you might not need anymore. Right. Then you can open the discussion with their, encourage them to open it with their doctor oh, and yeah. so forth. Yeah. So it's really a, a help. It is. It's a, it's, a, it's a big help for them. And then, mm -hmm. of course, you know, educating on the disease process, hope, making sure that they understand um, the changes that are going on in their body and, and how to eat um, eat better to control that. Like with, you know, with congestive heart failure, you've got to watch your sodium intake. That sodium draws the water. It pulls it in. You hold it, retain it in your body. So we really, you know, we watch what they eat. And, uh, you're eating fried chicken. You really shouldn't <laughs> be eating that fried chicken. How about we try it like, grilled or baked, you know, and the seasonings that that they use so, and we live in the south we love good we food do. we love fried food um, and it's hard for you know them to break that so we work with them on understanding um, how it affects them so it's a it's a it's a big process it's all about educating mm -hmm. you know it's if the more we know uh, the better we can take care of ourselves and making sure the caregivers are aware um, we've had them before come in diabetics and they the neighbors bringing them a, a cake you know and you're sitting there going don't eat that no. right now <laughs> not right now say thank you and then when you they know, leave you give them like, something else instead yeah that's which it. i think is great because what i see in the conversation that we have it's so wonderful because it's education without judgment there's yeah. no oh. judgment it's no. just all education and it's reframing it it's like maybe don't ever eat fried food again but like mod you know just kind moderate. of do your thing in moderation and let's and you give them substitutions because it's really hard yeah. in human nature to just not do something yes. you have mm -hmm. to substitute it with something else yeah. Give them something else instead and open their life to something else that they might like even better. That's, but that's, that's what true. You're there for. You know, I'm a chocoholic, and that's <laughs> my prime example of a patient. I don't need all that chocolate. So I have recently forced myself to be more aware of the choices that I make and, and substitute. And I found I really like grapes. So, you know, you, it's just working with those patients and even using our own experiences with the patients. You know, they love hearing all that. You know, like, oh, I understand. I'm battling that too, you know, and I'm trying to conquer that as well because I like like fried chicken like the rest of them <laughs> so uh, it's just it just brings it down to their level to let them know you know that we are there to help that is our goal you know I always tell the staff it's all about customer service they are why we have a job we want to do our job to the very best of our ability that they get the best care possible that they're satisfied with our service I tell the staff in the office it even matters how you answer the phone when you are having a bad day you still have to put on that smile 
somebody can tell when you answer the phone and you're not really smiling. It's all you, smile you smile and you just make them feel important. Give them your undivided attention. And that's what we do with our patients. You know, uh, it, you leave everything in the world outside the door. And when you go in that, that home, you focus on that patient and you make them your priority for the time that you're in that home. You listen to them and, and help them with the needs that they're voicing that they have. Um, sometimes their family live out of state and they can't come in and be those eyes on those patients. So we're that, that bridge between the family as well to let them know what's going on with, with that patient. Um, so it's it's just a, it's an awesome service that can be provided, you know, and we I talked on, you know, the, the this morning about Medicare. Medicare is one of the they provide home care services under their benefits and there's no cost to the patient under a traditional Medicare. As long as they have a skilled need and they meet, meet the requirements, it's paid for. A lot of the Medicare Advantage plans just pay just like Medicare. Some don't know your plan, but it can be provided and some, most of them at no out-of-pocket expense to the patient. So it's, it's needed, helps keep them out of the hospital. It helps them improve their health Increase, increase their functional so that they're safe in that home and we're not getting a call that they've had a bad fall and they're on their way to the emergency room. So it's just, it's very, very critical in our community. And once again, that's something else that you can answer. If they have that kind of question of how it's paid for, what they can do with their resources, or if they can call you and ask you about that too, definitely. because this is what you do, yes. you can let yes. them know different resources. We definitely can. Yeah. We do that a lot, provide that for them. Okay. So. Well, what the, Kelly, what is one thing you'd like to leave us with for everyone to know? Um, you know, if you need any kind of extra attention, any extra kind of care, um, if you have any kind of questions, don't hesitate to call. Don't be embarrassed to call. Like she was saying, some people may not know exactly what it is. Just give us a call and we'll be happy to answer. And like you say, if you call me and I don't have the answer, I will find the answer for you. But we are there to help you and we're there to help uh, to service the patient. And we're there to make you feel comfortable in your own home. Oh, that's a beautiful answer. And that is actually the best thing because that's what I've heard here, that if you don't know, you ask. This is the best yeah. resource. It's a lovely resource for the community. And I can tell when you said it's not only that the people that you serve are why you have a job. It's why you love your job. Yes, it's definitely very is. obvious. Definitely so, is. Thank you so much for everything that you do thank in the you. community. Gayla, is there something that you'd like to leave us with? I would just like to say, you know, be aware when you're choosing a home care service, you okay. have the right to choose your agency. So just be aware of the agencies out there and the care they provide and choose the one that fits best for your needs at the time. We like to say choose local, choose Lanyard. <laughs> choose Lanyard. <laughs> I love that. Great thing to end on. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Have a good day. We'll see you next time on Health line three.